Hey, let's uh, let's launch the show. Noah, do the thing. All right, everybody, get ready for the Formula One AWS Grand Prix du Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Got your French fries, your cheese curds, and your gravy. It's Canada Grand Prix. Oh, Canada! It's it's one of the few. Um, uh, oh, man, I wanted to say country theme songs uh-huh. that I know, but <laughs> they're called national anthems. <laughs> country theme songs. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. walkout music. <laughs> yeah, the country's walkout music. Welcome to another edition of the F1 Side Pod, where we're we're cool boys who talk about fast cars. Uh, I'm Cody. I'm Noah. And I'm Paul. Uh, the Canadian Grand Prix uh, just wrapped up. Good race. Uh, we've got, we'll go ahead and run down, Verstappen taking the uh, P1. Mm-hmm. Dutch Grand Prix. I now know it because it sounds like ten, uh, the 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, Carlos Sainz in a close P2. Hamilton back on the podium for the second time this season, P3. Russell, P4. Leclerc, P5. Came all the way up from 19th. Um, go ahead, Noah. Oh, I would say one of the best races this season as far as like towards the end there. I actually thought yeah. like even in the middle, the race was really good. But uh, those last 15 laps. Those last, I would say like the last 20 laps were very exciting because it was, to me, you know, it kind of crystallized that like, Ferrari had a plan to try to win. I know that it was like a bit of a long shot, like Verstappen, you know, very hard to get past historically, but uh, it was clear they had a plan and they had several opportunities to try to execute that plan and it didn't work out for him, but it was so fun to watch. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know, they got within a second, they got in DRS range of Verstappen, they had fresher tires, they're... Uh, lap times they were clearly faster on the track than Verstappen but uh the last DRS zone on the track before uh they weren't faster though what? well they set fastest lap you know what I'm lap. saying though they you weren't understand they the concept weren't of like enough. you're going the fastest even though you're not in first place they weren't enough faster they weren't enough faster there you go that's what he was trying they to weren't say. enough fast they weren't fastest enough yes but they were uh they knew they were the fastest on the track lap wise but where it counts after the last hairpin going into the last DRS before the lap's over, uh, Red Bull kept getting away from them. Yep. But you could see where they were definitely going to start losing ground, but there was just not enough time to execute it. And then at the very end there, uh, whenever he tried to get in on the... He tried to get in on um, Verstappen in that hairpin and kind of went wide a little bit. And at that point, I think like two, three laps left, you could tell that yeah, he every, wasn't going to get that chance again. But every, every time they came out of that hairpin, that Rolex hairpin, like if signs wasn't within seven tenths of a second, like it wasn't happening. Right. But I would say too, like it was obvious, like when they did lose ground, that that's when they were charging. And then when they gained ground, that's when they're pushing. And then they, they just, and like they stay, I don't think they ever lost or gained ground. I think they basically, just couldn't it's pretty break. neutral the whole time. Yeah, they just couldn't break that last little bit um, to finish it off. I think when yeah. they got to uh, four tenths of a second, uh, that's whenever that was the lap that he had the chance where he kind of ended up swinging wide. Um, but I I think he had a really good chance there, but just 
just couldn't. Yeah, he, I think it was like the second to last lap. Like yeah. you saw, they had a top-down view of that hairpin turn, and you just saw science go wide. And I was the second that happened, I was like, no, nope, that was his fuck up. Like, yeah, he's so not he coming said back something during, at the end of the race, and I couldn't. They they were having audio issues. Like when they at the end of the race, they take the uh, lounge. three podium drivers into that lounge yeah. where they can kind of talk about the race and stuff. And I heard Carlos Sainz say something about like trying at that point the reason he went wide he was trying to attack him in the hairpin turn to try to push him out in the chicane and come out of it stronger than he had been because if you notice every time they come out of that uh into drs uh verstappen you know would take off like way faster so basically i think he was trying to like a last ditch effort to be like okay well i'm gonna force you to like not come out of it the same way this time and it didn't work out for him but yeah you know even though it didn't work out it's super fun to watch and it's good to see like you know them fighting for it uh yeah that was the that was the best battle i'd seen this season i think yeah probably i mean there were the early couple races where uh there was like leclerc and verstappen literally swapping places for a few laps yeah, but this was like a consistent but like this 15, was, 20 this was, lap just battle yeah, back Yeah, I will and say forth. it was, you know, because there's some where they take off two, three, four laps to charge and then hit them. And mm-hmm. this was every lap for the last 15 laps. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you know, there was a shot. Yeah, and you're just looking for that last. Uh, you're looking, honestly, looking for somebody to mess up. Yeah, but yeah, basically just slip you up. Know, first and, person to blink. And, and speaking, it was signs. And since you brought up a Claire, basically the, uh, you know, he had a, uh, what was it? uh engine, engine penalty, penalty that yeah, put him at took, the put him at the back of the pack yeah for uh for the race fought his way all the way up to the top five so he's mentioned in our top five racers from the back of the pack yeah that's so, i mean before pulled a that, classic hamilton classic yeah. hamilton before that hamilton had the best showing of that this season whenever he did the same thing i think to get sixth i think and i could be talking about but there well that wasn't because he took a penalty that was but he, he got, came he from got, but yeah, he, he got came back, back from in last place. Lap, yeah. yeah, he didn't take a penalty, but he came back from last place. And I, I think, and someone feel free to correct me. I, I think he came back sixth. Charles Leclerc did just right. a little bit better. Yeah, well, um, because he's a better driver than Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I agree with that. I think Charles Leclerc's a uh, very good driver, but I think Hamilton. Real quick, for anybody who doesn't know, no. the the whole engine penalty thing, you're allotted a certain amount of engines and engine parts and all that. For, for a year don't you get three engines i believe so and so once you take your fourth you're penalized for that right a certain amount of grid places and so usually what they do is they'll take that and they'll also go ahead and take a lot or all of their other pieces too because you can only be back to 20th so you know go back to 20th once versus taking a couple places penalty you know multiple times mm-hmm. but so that's why he was at the back of the pack I'll say that just to clarify that a little bit. Um, but yeah, so let's go kind of, we'll go a little bit. Uh, we talked about the end of the race, uh, a little bit of the beginning. So, uh, and qualifying. And we can talk about qualifying. If, yeah. First off, shout out to Fernando Alonso starting off. Fernando. There we go. Uh, starting off on the uh, front row, old ass man. <laughs> yeah. He now has had the longest uh, um, F1 career. Uh, been in it longer than Michael Schumacher was and uh, starting off P2, which is uh, surprised the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think I, know, I was asking Noah, Noah while qualifying was going on. I think a message because I, I think 
your dark horse was Vettel, but I know it was a toss-up between, between Alonso, Alonso and, and Vettel. Vettel. Yeah. yeah. I kind of thought the old guys were going to, you know, show up this week, and Alonso for sure did. I thought Alpine, you know, uh, even without finishing in the top five, I thought they finished strong good and showing. had a good race. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the only, what was it, there was Perez... Uh, I was the only driver out that would that you would have expected to be ahead of them uh, had everybody been in position, and they. But he wasn't ahead of them at the time, so you can't even count that as right. You know them gaining because of that. Well, I would you know, say so. that I would say that since the track's dry, that he would have definitely finished ahead of them most likely. But Probably. super strong finish from them. Just you know, basically, if you don't, if you take out all the drivers that you expect to be right at the top of the pack. They're the next ones They're on the board. The best of the rest. Baby. Yeah. yeah. So very good. And, you know, while we're shouting out, shout out to also Alfa Romeo. You know, Alpine was six and seven. Alfa Romeo was eight and nine. Oh, yeah. Alfa Romeo had a, had and, a hell of a And Joe weekend. finally uh, beat the whatever ghosts that were in his car or whatever it was that kept causing him to have uh, issues and have to stop. But speaking of having issues and having speaking to of stop. Ghosts. Speaking of ghosts. Speaking of ghosts. Yeah. Boo. Um. Perez, Happy Halloween. Perez and Schumacher both pulled off at the same spot because they were having some sort of, I think Perez's was hydraulics and I think Schumacher's was power. Right. I think his car just shut off temporarily on him. You know, that. speaking of Schumacher and stuff, just in, uh, I'd just like to bring up Haas in general. Uh, you know, the drivers Schumacher and uh, uh, Kevin Magnussen. Haven't heard of them. I, right. I thought, man... They had a chance. They were fast in qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's wet qualifying and stuff, so everything's kind of up in the air, but they were really fast, and I thought, they have a chance to have a killer race. One of Haas' best, potentially. what the hell happens? That's one of my favorite race weekends is when qualifying is wet, but the race is dry, Mm -hmm. because that qualifying just gets it so mixed up to where then, like, it all, it Mm kind of makes it more exciting for I 100% race day. agree. I yeah. hate a wet race, but I like wet qualifying. Yeah. yeah. Well, and whenever people start taking penalties like Leclerc did, I mean it absolutely fucks our predictions mm-hmm. because yeah, I mean, we don't I, that, we don't know a week or two weeks before that it's going to happen, but it then takes somebody that we think is going to be in the top out, which leads to the potential for somebody else to get, you know, get up in there. Um just speaking on our predictions, like since you brought it up, what one thing I would say, I at this point with Ferrari, they're they've had so many issues that I, I really like I've kind of given up on counting on it. Like at the very beginning of the season, they come out so strong that it for me put a lot of goodwill into like how like I would kind of predict how a race would go for them like yeah so like up till now and stuff and I still think I I love them and I I want them to win but like I I definitely think that as far as predicting them in one of their top in their position in like the top five it's impossible like it's I just I feel like I just don't know it's so they're gonna do well it's it's, a wild card for sure well that's saying really and truly everybody is except mercedes it's just yeah, who's gonna mercedes fail is freaking crazy consistent it's right who's now. just gonna fail in consistently front of them consistently bad 
And Mercedes, for the most part, is going to be. Mercedes, for the most part, is going to be the Except for third Russell. fastest He's the only team. Good Mercedes. Mercedes is like on track to win the freaking constructors if they keep being so consistent. If everybody if else keeps failing around not, them. They're, no. Not really, but like they're so consistent that they could. Like, there's not an impossible situation where they could, like, it's not be competitive in the Constructors' Championship. Pretty, it's highly but, unlikely. But their consistency so, has kept them in the running for that, yeah. even though they're yeah, not they're winning they're consistently it. fourth and fifth. Yeah, but but if you have people not finishing races... Yeah, yeah. but at least one of the red and blues is finishing a race. No yeah, but what. well... Like, it has been. Like, yeah, they'll have some problems, but one of their drivers is getting first and second every weekend. Well, I mean, as I a constructor, saying, you would probably want... I would probably... I, I don't know how the points add up, but I would say that... Sure... I don't want to say without knowing what the numbers are, but, like, our third and fourth place more points than first place alone uh no no well then that's i guess they're like consistently fourth and fifth but if you're if you're getting get saying what i'm saying, saying, we, saying a two-week span you're getting third and fourth or fourth and fifth mm-hmm. versus somebody getting first place once in a dnf the other week mm-hmm. you're getting more points but i would say yeah, but, too, then, but then you also have like okay so perez was out this weekend dnf but verstappen got his points in first but then probably most likely the next two races, it's going to be Red Bull's going to podium like they're going to be somebody there. Well, both of them probably. Or, yeah, they've had a. So that's three, what I'm saying. Two. Like they're Mercedes is consistently fourth and fifth, but like Ferrari and Red Bull are just like throwing up these huge numbers on their on weekends and mm-hmm. they have like one off weekend yeah. every two races well like they're still i get what fair, you're saying but I, I wasn't th- i think the point was basically just that mercedes is consistent and they're I'm consistently getting better no. I, here's the thing i wasn't putting it in a way of them they're points not. wise uh-huh. i was putting it in a way of predictions yeah because predicting count, yeah. predicting that a mercedes i mean i know we do specific drivers but especially george russell's been in the top five every time predicting that a mercedes is going to be in the top five pretty easy it's pretty easy but the yeah. issue with the fact that the Red Bulls and Ferraris have had weeks where neither of them finish or one of them is just out for whatever reason or mm-hmm. something like that makes that part of the prediction super hard. Yeah. But putting a Mercedes in P5, especially if it's Russell, that's is kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. Duh. Yeah. He'll but be if there you somewhere. look, but look at how much they're improving, even though, okay, you're, if you think of it as positions, then you would say, that that this if, was a fluke weekend for them. If you're thinking of his positions, like I'm not thinking of a third and fourth. I'm thinking of when they finished the race, how far behind signs was Hamilton five seconds. It's, He's but, not even been close to that before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a fluke weekend. For I them. think it's a fluke that they're in third and fourth, but I don't think that I'm just saying performance like Russell's well, right on I'd say, right on pace. Hamilton fluke weekend. For I'd Hamilton. say the fact I don't though, even that, think he's going to come get close to what he did this week. I'd say the week, fact that Hamilton was five seconds behind signs mm-hmm. and uh, they had they restarted with 15 laps to go mm-hmm. and he got back to five seconds being in third place that quickly. That's a fair point too. That uh, you know, I think they're comfortably, they're comfortably the third fastest car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their benefit is reliability, mm-hmm. but they're they're kind of in what I called the Gasly pocket last year, where they're not close enough to the front, but they're faster than, you know, 
the best of the rest, essentially. Right. Uh, even though they kind of are the best of the rest. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, they're consistently third. In yeah. Constructors in. Yeah. Dr- and I don't see. Yeah, well, and actually, you know what? Let's just lead into this. I don't see that changing with this directive that the FIA has put out. Well, OK. About so, porpoising. And that's what I wanted to bring up. I was I didn't know when to bring it up, but I did like this is a comment I made about like during qualifying, like they were and I made it right during the race was they were doing those onboard cameras for all the cars, but of all the onboard cameras, the only cars that I heard like going down the straights was the Merc cars. They haven't figured out the porpoising. It seems like everyone else kind of has figured out porpoising. To you're not, but you're, yeah. yeah, you're not hearing consistent, just like smacking the effing track like with your skid plate going down the mm. straights like Merc is like it's yeah. like a consistent just like annoying yeah and then none of the other driver none of the other cars are doing that yeah so the fia came out uh this week but that's what's making them slow yeah mm. yeah well it's it's what's making them slow it's also what's making them fast right you right know? yeah <laughs> that's yeah. that's the thing that sucks um but so the fia came out this week and said they're essentially looking into the porpoising issues um which for anybody who doesn't know it's basically these cars use ground effects, which means the air going under the car pulls it closer to the ground. But the issue is when you pull it too close, then it kind of loses that effect and lets off. When it scrapes, it slows down, so you lose yeah. your and so you kind of you're porpoising. You look like a up. dolphin going through the water. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's been causing the drivers back issues and head issues, and and it's it looks rough on them, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're they're little, little crybabies because their backs hurt a lot. <laughs> um, but. So the FIA basically came out and said they're going to start um, reviewing the skid plates uh, on the cars to see how much damage they're taking during races, uh, starting next race, um, and also figure out a metric for... Vertical Gs? <clears throat> yeah, the yeah. amount of vertical Gs on a driver uh, while they're driving, and uh, they're figuring out what exactly they're going to do with that, but it's basically basically been rumored that uh they're gonna for you know if you're putting too many g's on your driver you gotta raise your ride height and that's gonna make them lose time but it's gonna make them not porpoise Mm. so essentially but it's kind of like what we talked about last week is it's gonna cause the teams who have figured it out and are not porpoising to stay the same Mm -hmm. and not really be punished but the teams who haven't figured it out and are hurting their drivers mercedes they're going to have to raise the ride height and lose some time. Right. I mean, and that'll so, make them, I think that'll definitely like just, uh, uh, that's got a good chance of just taking them completely out of the equation as far as like the top, uh, four positions go. But does that put them behind? Like just using today as an example, does that put them behind Alpine? I don't think so, no. but it does take but, them. It does take them out of the equation as far as like but Red could, Bull and Ferrari are concerned. It, it, it could possibly be, it could become more regular that maybe an Alpine finishes ahead of them. I mean, not that that hasn't happened. Hamilton's finished behind the Alpines a few times, and yeah, you know, Botas and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see when it's actually put in. You know, what they choose to do with it, how you know how big of a thing mm. it is, and all that stuff. But yeah. Um. But uh, back to this race, just one more time. We kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent, uh, but I think it was good stuff. I mean, Cody reeling us back in as usual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to. But uh, right at the end, what caused the um, good racing at the end uh-huh. of the race, really? Because Verstappen 
or actually Sainz was in the lead of the race. Verstappen pitted. Uh, and honestly, uh, Ferrari was hoping and praying for a safety car or something mm-hmm. so that they could uh, get signs in on a cheap pit stop mm-hmm. while everybody was going slow and all that. Uh, and then Sonoda runs into the wall. Yep. Um, Damn it, Yuki. <laughs> so uh, Yuki Sonoda runs into the wall. They have to pull out a safety car. Signs pits, which puts him right behind Verstappen on like six laps fresher tires, mm-hmm. which with them being hards. You know, there wasn't a huge chance of that. You know, those hards were going for like 45 mm-hmm. laps. There wasn't a huge chance of them like just falling out from under them, but maybe. Because um, their other cha- their other option was Science had to essentially go 50 laps on his hard tires mm-hmm. and hope that in those last 15 laps Verstappen didn't pass him, which he would have. He would have. So, you know, I think they made the right choice because I think really they had a shot versus not having a shot the other way. But... Uh, that's really what led to it. And, and really pitting under safety cars was a big part of this race. Uh, you know, yeah. saving your time and, you know, cause mm-hmm. everybody else is going slow. So you're not losing as much time comparatively to everybody else. Uh, but so, I mean, I think Ferrari made the right choice. I think they made the only choice they could have. And I think like, just, I think to be fair, I think it's a fair point that they lost, you know, five seconds off of those last 20 laps with the safety car and stuff like with, uh, Mercedes, but they're also strategically not doing the same thing when they're not in uh, first and second within a within DRS of each other, like yeah. Signs and Verstappen are. They're not pushing their car the same if they yeah, don't feel like they know they can't make it because up. they know too that Alpine's not close enough and not gonna not gonna fuck up their positions there now. They also know they're not gonna get past Signs or yeah. Verstappen because they'd have to get past both of them to get past one of them. So I, I don't think the five seconds is as big as it seems. Well, another thing, they, what they were, were worried about was Leclerc coming up through the ranks. Right. Because right before the safety car ended, Paul, I think it was your one of your favorite parts of the race, was right before the safety car ended, Hamilton asked his guy how close it, Leclerc was to catching up to him. And they were like, you're the fastest boy out there. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't uh, the fastest boy. Right. At, at the time, he had the fastest lap. Right. That doesn't make you fastest boy. It wasn't going to stay. But... Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so they they were you know they were worried about being caught up, but I don't think it, it really didn't play a factor. It is, in I that mean, limited it, amount of time. I, I I don't I do think that it's indicative that they were in a good spot. I'm wondering how this like porpoising thing is going to change this though, like because yeah. it has the potential to change it a lot. Yeah, but you know everyone's on their last set of tires whenever he's out there with fastest lap. So at that point, like I mean, he didn't end up with fastest lap. Carlos Sainz got fastest lap, but. Hamilton it's, will never have fast slap this season. He's still, they're still moving. Yeah, for one lap. And you're right. His his entire their entire strategy at the end was to not let Leclerc make up enough ground to get past Mercedes, and that's what they did. So, yeah. you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out once all this porpoising stuff comes in. But uh, I'm very interested to see how that changes things. But now it's it's been an interesting weekend. Okay. Who's our? We gotta we gotta agree on our driver of the week, our weekend warrior. Mm, okay. And I think there's a lot of people up for uh up for nomination. Mm-hmm. I have one mm-hmm. that's up for no- nomination. I feel like I get a feeling I know who yours is, but go ahead, hit me with it. Alonzo. Yeah, that's what I figured. I was gonna also say Alonzo. I think it's an easy week I to think make it, it Alonzo. I think he's a bit a good candidate for weekend warrior. He had a hell of a qualifier. It was a wet qualifier, but it was still good. 
and wet like a lichen. Alpine, him and Alpine did it. Well, I'll say this though: didn't he finish? Uh, uh, oh, hold on, let me not talk out of my butt here. But Alonso finished P seven, Ocon P six. Oh, yeah, he finished behind. Uh, Esteban Ocon, though, his teammate. But I think that was a strategy issue. Right. I think that was where he got screwed yeah. after a safety car. Right. And he had basically, um, I think he had enough pa- pace to pass him, but what their team seemed to be indicating was that they were afraid that uh, Alonzo was the only thing holding off. Uh, I, who was it behind them? Uh, uh, well, here's, if, if Ocon slowed down Botas, enough, Botas was behind him. They if were Ocon thinking, slowed down enough to let Alonzo pass, they were afraid Botas would also take advantage of it and pass Ocon. Right, so they thought uh, Alonzo being where he was points. at was the only thing keeping keeping yes. Botas from taking Ocon's position. So I would still say Alonzo over Ocon mm-hmm. because he definitely could have done it if not for team orders. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause Botas finished 0.3 ish behind mm-hmm. Alonzo. Right. So if, if Ocon slows up and lets Alonzo pass, Botas is going to take advantage and try to too. fly past yeah. him too. So right. at that point, it's like, it's a, it's a team thing. They're also a team that is in a, is a prime example of a team where points are money. Like points are money, but points are also like exactly the most important thing. And if like, you not know. who gets them. It's not that, who that, gets right. them. It's, it, it's kind yeah. of important at, at Red Bull who gets those points. Yeah. But at uh, Alpine, it's important that they get the most points. Yeah. At the, uh, but it seems like ex- with some stuff that Christian's been saying over the past week with Red Bull, like they Christian Horner, their yeah, uh, Christian uh, Horner, the team principal, principal, principal yeah. of Red Bull. Uh, He's kind of. It seems like he's kind of on the thing. He's like, I don't care who gets points at this point. Perez could get drivers' championship. Be the yeah. I think they're gonna let him go a little bit unless Verstappen keeps winning over Perez. Especially this DNF didn't help him any. Right. um, Yeah. If Verstappen keeps winning over Perez and builds up that big lead he had again, it's gonna go back to team orders. See, I think so too. But But when it was within like fifteen points, yep. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, let him race. If Perez can keep beating him, let's let him go. Yeah. 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 But, but I think that so might be over. I'll nominate just for just for the debate or just to talk about him a little bit more um, for driver of the week. Uh, Charles Leclerc is mostly today because mm. he, you know, he didn't really have to put it. He just had to beat Sonoda to not start in 20th because yeah. Sonoda also took penalties. But so, working so he, his way up from I, 19th to 5th. But. I yeah, also Hamilton's was thinking done that Alonzo. too, and that's not been our weekend warrior. Did he not get? I think, it, I think, I think he got it that time. He actually well, did. You know who I was going to say, and this goes back to last week's episode with Noah, his dark horse Sebastian Vettel being a weekend warrior. Um, but he, 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 he finished twelfth, yeah. and he started. Uh, I don't want to. I'm not. Yeah, big. What was his qualifying though? I'm 17th. not super. He came oh, never mind. Though. I, yeah, and I, yeah. I'm also just. Not, I don't know what I was thinking. He did, I gave he did really little, good in practice. People were really surprised why they did so bad for, in yeah. qualifying. For weekend warrior, I give right. more You're weight. Right. I'm not saying it's the only thing, but I give more weight to the race than to the rest of the okay, weekend. I'll give but I would say that I would feel bummed about giving it to someone who didn't at least finish. I say it's between Alonzo and Leclerc. No, I totally agree. Yeah. No, I like Leclerc. I like the, Alonzo. Well, no, I'm just saying I like Leclerc. Like, oh, hey, you, you putting something out, but I, will, oh, I want <laughs> Alonzo. Paul, what you're just saying is you will allow me to talk allow, about Leclerc. Yeah, I'll okay. allow you to talk. You may speak. It. Thank you, yes, <laughs> sir. Thank but you. But I would, I definitely think Alonzo <laughs> deserves it because 
Leclerc, it's just like, yeah, he's going to be a, yeah. right. Like, he's no. good. We right. get it. He's going to make his way. I right. say we give it to Alonzo. I just wanted to mention Leclerc. Right. But because when I'll he finished, when he finished, thank you. When he finished P2 at qualifying, I was sitting on my couch and I was like, holy shit. Oh, I know. It was what amazing. just happened? Yeah. And then watching awesome. Schumacher, like, what did he, he got sixth? Qualifying, you mean? Qualifying. Uh, Schumacher P6, Magnuson if P5. He qualified, yeah, Magnuson if, did. if Schumacher qualified <laughs> yeah, P6 and got points, I would almost put him Yeah, probably. We on would there, probably but put him it there. just didn't happen. It's it's a but, classic cost thing. It's just, it's not material. But I think, I think the they thing look like a bunch is, of wankers. Yeah, well, uh. and I think the thing, too, is I'm pretty sure we already gave Kevin that on a previous episode. He's yeah. already got that award. Alonzo yeah. I think got we gave it to him yet. like one of the first weeks when he finished like, yeah, it, it got like whatever yeah. p6 um all right well but you yeah. guys ready to take a break right. i'm just i'm pooped well, i gotta quick. take a nap yeah real quick speaking of naps old man alonzo is uh, our driver of the week officially. old man alonzo driver of the week all right we're gonna go to weekend break. warrior weekend warrior yeah yep. whatever tough i i know i just said i wanted to take a nap and that was literally in real time five seconds ago but i was awoken immediately upon closing my eyes with the realization that times are tough we need money yeah this thing i love doing this with you guys but this is not paying our bills and we've tried so hard to you know how much we've invested in equipment to do this yes listen you know how much this costs me right now this thing's really busting my nut. Well, like, I mean, I had, I had to win a sweepstakes to get the headphones that I'm wearing yeah, right now. Well, yeah, yeah, and I mean, your time is money on top of it. Too. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm worth a lot of money time wise. So every minute, I can just see the dollar signs just floating away from me. God, how much? I'm getting a freaking steal then on the on how much time I hang out with you throughout a week. Yeah, like I should probably yeah. be. Oh, paying you I, tens I of have, thousands of dollars. I have, yeah, but I have a running much, tab. I have a running oh, tab if you guys are Paul, interested in it. How much is it? your time worth? Because you got to offset those. It's like cornhole. His, oh, his time's not my worth time's anything. Not Don't worry anything. about his time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, I know, and I know. I'm free. I know this too. Like, I'm free I to pe- tango. People are probably sitting at home, because I think we got a bit of a reputation that once we hit this point in the podcast, it gets a little weird, and I think that that's Oh, when we start good. selling our bodies? I think, well, no, I mean. To the, make rent? I mean, mm-hmm. that I, I think that at this point, it's it might be known out there that once we get to the ad break, things start to get weird on here. So people oh, are probably 100%. sitting at home thinking this is a big joke. Like, it's just It's a not a joke. It's not a joke this time. Especially with the economy right now. Yeah. Interest rates are going higher. All this debt we've accrued just, on equipment. I lost 15 million dollars on nfts okay here's the thing too we're just as inflatable as the rest of the economy i'm floating right now i'm so inflated over here uh so we gotta come at this with a new strategy this has all been just to set up this strategy instead of targeting people with ads we've got to find a way to fund this thing so what i'm thinking is if businesses won't come to us let's we go to them the change we want to see in our pockets let's be the business that sort of funds the podcast. That funds the yeah. podcast, and we'll sponsor ourselves. So we yeah. just gotta start us a dang Fun. business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's that makes it super easy for the podcast if we own the business that sponsors mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah. So easy peasy. We gotta come up with a business real quick. Okay. So There's a couple of different avenues to go at yeah. here. What are you thinking, Cody? What, what do people need? What do pe- Well, that's right. Yes, now, that's a yeah, business, yeah, Cody. Exactly. No, no, no. But here's yeah. the thing. 
That's we, a classic we business question. What do people need? Spoiler, classic business. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We went out kayaking <laughs> yesterday. Spoiler At the time alert. of recording this. Super sunburnt on my very, knees. Very, very sunburnt. On my How knees. can we fix that? I yeah. don't want to feel like this again. Okay. I got an idea. I got an idea. Okay. Suntan lotion. Now shut yeah. up. No, no, shut listen, up. I applied that twice God. and I still got absolutely fucked. Here's the thing too. Here's why that's so stupid, Paul. Here's why that's so stupid. Tell me. We wore sunscreen. We yeah. all had sunscreen on and we all got sunburned. I yeah. will I will say I I was neglectful on my sunscreen application. We both applied twice. Yes. I my apl- tummy hurts. You applied now. twice. I saw you apply twice. I did. Oh, you I applied twice. I no, applied you pulled your kayak next to me and spread. Oh, that was Cody. That was me. You only applied once? Yeah. And what a all, dummy. the only thing that got burned on me was my knees. Hmm. Okay. But I know why. It's because I applied while I was standing up mm-hmm. and my shorts were below or covered my knees. So I sprayed it on. So Paul needs higher shorts. Okay. So I need a higher swim trunks. Okay. Here's what I think. I think Hi- what I want. Market 80s swim trunks. So that they're that higher part, up on your we can we leg. can you can we buy can put our research team in on that one. But oh, I have just a you thing. I have something. My brain, my brain juice right now is swirling. It's like a blender in here because I just had a brain blast. Okay, here's what you. What do people brain blast? What's the, exactly? What's the problem with getting sunburned every time you go out in the summer? If you're out there for too long, you know there's a chance. What if there wasn't even a chance? What if there was a zero percent chance you got sunburned without applying anything? Hold on, I don't. Oh. Even, it's not about whether you apply it or not. It's that I want to know I'm not going to get sunburned when I go yeah. out there. Now, yeah. Cody, how do we solve that? Well, so I I've think told what we you do. Problem now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, what we got to do is we got to figure out a way. What's something that doesn't ever get sunburned? Your butt. No, no, no. Not a part no, not of you. Not a part of your body. Oh, not a, a part of you, like a thing. Oh, um, like a dog. Dogs. No, dogs get sunburned. Okay. Dogs get sunburned, yeah. Actually, Kelsey uh, taught me that because my wife's a groomer, and she taught me that dogs do get sunburned. Um, Toys. Tortoises. 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 Exactly. But <gasps> a living thing that doesn't get sunburned. A tortoise. Yeah. So what we do is we have, we figure out the chemical composition of tortoise mm-hmm. shell. It's like the magic shell chocolate that you put on your ice cream. For yeah. Us. yeah. It's, it's like the magic shell ice cream uh, stuff you put on your ice cream. Right, right, right. So you spray it on your body and then it hardens so uh-huh. that you can't get sunburned. Oh, oh like on. that. Like, like the hippos. Cho- no, like the chocolate that they put, you get on the ice cream. That's what magic. I, yeah, that's what I just said, Paul. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't doing it on the Paul's doing old man stuff. But that's impractical because then you just become like a chocolate golem but, outside. But speaking of chocolate golems. Because you've covered yourself and then you harden like a golem. But mm-hmm. you know what else does that? Hippos do it. Do what? So what cover do they, they cover themselves yeah, in mud? That's basically so that they sun, stay cool. That's basically sunscreen. Yeah, but it works. But you, ever but seen you a said something. Hippo? You said something though that I think just unlocked this whole thing, and you Hit didn't me. even realize it. Hit me. What doesn't get sunburned? What animal did we say? Turtle. Turtles. What do they do? Go Hide slow. in their shells. Go in their shell. Oh, okay. You need a sun. We need I do to, that every day shell. of my Hold life. On, 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 on. I'm shell. in my social anxiety shell every day, and we I still get sunburned. We oh. need a physical no. shell. What oh. if there was a pair of trunks? That when the sun was getting too hot, you could go in them for a bit to cool off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like a turtle. Yeah. Oh, like a a, a uh, turtle towel bag. What if they had a flap on your? What if they had a flap on your trunks where you could like Cody pull has them towel bags. around? 
Yeah, he does have like bags that are towels that keep him making a bag. It's kind of it's really funny. No, just to give some context to that. But anyhow, they have flap on the back. You grab them some handles. Yeah. And pull it over yourself, mm-hmm. and you just get in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Portable tent, essentially. Portable tent, essentially. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, uh, yeah. so now here's the commercial. That's the product. Okay. We got to have the commercial. Well, we. Yeah. Okay. What's your commercial? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Do you hate going outside and getting sunburned from that pesky hot sun? Oh my owies of sunburn <laughs> that I've got. Well, check out the portable sun shell. It attaches to your swim trunks with an easy one, two. I don't know what the one, two is. We'll figure snaps. that out later. Yeah, probably snaps. Well, but how does it even work? You just attach it to your swim trunks and you pull it up over your body and you hide in the shell <laughs> like a turtle. It's so easy. So get the portable sun shell today. Even a turtle could do it. Oh, wait. It's I a part, living. That part was <laughs> out of order. <laughs> we'll have to edit that back around. <laughs> that ain't happening. Okay, well... <laughs> All right, let's try to get this business off the ground yeah. in the You know interim. how much money that's going to cost us to edit that around? Yeah, right, right, right. Not as much money as the sun shells. Okay, make. like, like $5,000. Well, also, we have to launch we it. Don't we have, have, we have right like now. a week before the next podcast, or, or the, like two weeks, I guess now, uh, before the next race. So we have to get this business off the ground in two weeks. Yeah, we can do it. And then sponsor ourselves. So we have to work out, a, we have to get our sales team mm-hmm. to come to us yeah. and mm-hmm. see if we'll you know sponsor what? it. You know what? We should be the sales team for the business. <clears throat> Who are we going to meet with? Hey, hold up, Paul. Step over sponsor here. The pr- step over here for a second. Um, we are the sales team. Wait, no. If that- we're the sales team, how are we going to meet with ourselves to set this deal up where we're sponsoring the podcast? We got to hire a sales team to sell the sell us no, on it. No, I want to be no, convinced. No, with what money? Yeah. At this point. That's fair. You know, maybe maybe we'll we'll have to I'm, I'm getting ready, right, fine, I'm getting ready to sell my house. All right, over fine. This we're podcast. cutting corners. We're going to cut the corners. Then. We're going to figure that out on the next break. All right, uh, we'll let you. We'll let you guys know how the business is going. We're going to get this up and running. You should be able to buy it sometime once our Kickstarter is yeah. done. But if you actually are a real business and do want to uh, talk to us about advertising, it's f one sidepod at gmail.com. Yep. All right, we're going to go out of the break and back into racing stuff. Stay with us. So, uh, we, I don't know. I don't know if we made money. We probably just spent more money than we made on that, but, uh, we'll see how it I turns out. I think the out. jury's out on that. Don't yeah, bet I think, against us. I think it's going to be out for a while. Uh, but looking at the next race, uh, not on July 4th, on July 3rd, because mm. I think it'd be heresy if it was on July 4th, uh, Silverstone, Silverstone, I don't know how to say it correctly for the British people. Silverstone. Good, good thing Silverstone. none of us listen, none of them listen to it. I, I um, watched Top Landon Gear. They, I watched Top Gear UK at it's Silverstone. Silverstone. Oh. Uh, so the home race of Lewis Hamilton, Lando Norris, and George Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good track. It's a fast track. Uh, usually pretty good for passing. Uh, I'm very excited about it. It's where last year uh, Lewis and Max came together. And then Lewis really didn't get punished at all and uh, won the race. Well, I'll say that, that, that was par for the course last season. It was super season. cool. Everybody liked it. The excitement from last year has kind of got me pretty pumped about this race. And you're right, it is a good race. And I think we're just in a stint of races here right now that are really good. Because Montreal's yeah. really good. Silverstone's really good. Um, what was that? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan's also a good really race. Good. Red Bull comes up Red after. Red Bull's after that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I we're just in a stretch of really good races. Yeah. 
So yeah. yeah. Um, but so do you want to jump right into predictions? Yeah. And Paul went first last time. So one oh, of us has okay. to do it. I'll, I'll do it. I've got mine written down. Well, that was easier. Cause I was going to suggest a game of something like, oh, okay. So no, go no, ahead and you go We play no games here. This is all no serious. Games. We can't right. play games with this much in debt. Yeah. yeah. This is serious. You can't have fun when you're in debt. This has to work. Ask anybody who's completed college. Um, so my predictions for next week, Silverstone, mm-hmm. uh, we got Verstappen, P1, Leclerc, P2, Carlos Sainz, P3, Sergio Perez, P4, mm. and George Russell, P5. You can't leave George Russell out of the top five. He's going to be there until he's not. So I got to put him in there. Well, but he might not be since they're changing regs. Yeah, that's true. But uh, maybe they don't push it. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict. You got to have the top four fastest in there in some order and and russell really yeah uh, you know you can choose to leave somebody out if you want to but honestly we've been five on a long street of being card. very wrong so five, fifth is the wild card. i think i think that i would like to go with a really wild card pick this time okay i'm like bored i'm, I'm well, bored of these games i want to i want to manifest a crazy result with my pick hit me Okay, Verstappen number one. That's wow. not the crazy wow, part. Wow, that's, that's, that's not the crazy part <laughs> okay. yet. We're not there yet. All right, you ready for two? I thought you said no yeah. games. No games. No okay. games. Number two. Number two. Are you ready? Yes. Hit me. Tell me. I this know. is the wild part. I want to know. And it's that's not going to sound wild. It's, it's not going to be wild. Charles Leclerc second. Yeah. It's not wild. You whoa, know what's whoa, wild whoa. about it? You Quit know what's wild about it? games with us. You know what's wild about it, though? You can't count on him, so it's wild to think that you would be able to count on him this time right now. So, here's where we start to get really wacky. Number three. It's not going to be wacky. Number three. Sergio Perez. Whoa! <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Number four. This is where it's going off the rails. George Russell. Oh God, I got I got to leave. That is kind of coming off now, the rails. Hold on, a now bit. it's getting a little crazy. I mean, I'm yeah. going to finish P4 hold this on. week. We we just got started. We have one more. Yeah, so we're yeah, but this is where really this is where this is where it really gets a juicy. Oh, Car oh signs. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh. Hamilton say signs or Hamilton. Are you talking Latifi? No, He's going to put no. Schumacher. Are you ready for this? Kevin Alonso. Just say it. It's Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. There you go. I was more shocked with your Verstappen number one pick. (laughs) I just, I'm telling you, I want to get, I want to get crazy up in here. We're getting crunk in this bitch. As they say. Uh, All right. So, Paul, how are you going to follow up those wacky and wild uh, predictions? Well, they're going to be very similar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hit us. Okay. One, Verstappen. Wow. Two, Leclerc. Okay. Two, Perez. You mean three? Three, Perez. Wow. This sucks. <laughs> Four, signs. Whoa. Wow. Fifth, uh-huh. Russell. Whoa. Whoa. See, my, when you think about what yours were and what mine yeah, were. Yeah, but mine are going to be right. But if you think well, about what yours were, we haven't had were? a good track record of that happening. Yeah, either. exactly. Who's been right? You think <laughs> I have? You thought you thought mine were boring. Mine were wild. Sure. All right. 
Sure. Um, <laughs> so those are our predictions. They're they're uh, uh, maybe these new things with the porpoising will make it change they're, a little that's bit. What I'm saying. They're it's like a wild card I, I weekend. Hope so. These predictions are my favorite ice cream. Yeah. Vanilla flavor. Yeah. It's a uh, wild card weekend smash will be five. This porpoise issues. I, who knows? Who you knows know what happened? You, you know what? Your predictions put some candy sprinkles on my vanilla ice cream. That's right. That's I about some, all the mix up you. I'm can. not going to apologize for putting a little heat on the ball. You know what? Also, no, sprinkles on my vanilla. Yeah, well, I'm not going to apologize for putting a little sprinkles on this vanilla milkshake. Real quick, before ice we cream, whatever, before Too we get in, in a cup, this frozen treat. Yeah. Before we get into our dark horse driver, uh, I've I've been feeling bad about something I said. Oh. Uh, in previous podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd like to make an apology. All right, what is it? In the first podcast we did, uh-huh. I made predictions for the season, and one of my predictions was that Hamilton, Vettel, and Alonzo would all retire after this season. I could still see Hamilton retiring. Vettel... I'd say Vettel, I don't think Vettel. I don't think Vettel would retire for not wanting to do it. I think he would go on and do some sort of like environmental purpose thing. He's... Uh, he, he's very much trying to push initiatives and stuff. Um, uh, but I'd like to apologize to Fernando Alonso because I thought he would retire because he just didn't have it anymore. And he's been absolutely fucking killing it. And I, I just kind of get the vibe and it to, to me, you know, just being one of those people that this is like, he's now got the longest formula formula one career in history. He's like one of those people like Maverick from Top Gun. Like, if you watch Top Gun Maverick. I haven't. It's, be, it's, what, he, it's what he is. It's Such who he is. Movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. It's who he is to drive Formula One. I feel like he's going to do it as long as he thinks it's safe and it's that he can compete. As, as, long, he'll do as it. long as Tom Cruise can fly fighter jets, yeah. that's how long As long Alonso as they let him gonna... up in the air, that's how long he's going to do it. As right. long as they let Fernando Alonso in the driver's seat, that's how long he's going to do it. That's yeah. the kind of the vibe I get off of him. Yeah, but uh, I've, I just, I've been feeling bad about that this week after he qualified so well and is, mm. and is just doing... Uh, a real bang up job for Alpine. Uh, I, I felt bad. I thought about that for saying that uh, I thought he'd retire after this mm. year because he just didn't have it anymore. But uh, he does. He very much does have it. Uh, but okay. I just wanted to get into that for a little bit. But now we can see the horseman coming over the horizon. Who is that? <gasps> Dark Horse Driver. We're going to get music for that maybe yeah, in these yeah, next two weeks break. But <laughs> Dark Horse Driver of the Week is essentially uh, us predicting. Uh, essentially predicting who we think our weekend warrior basically, driver of the yeah, week will I mean, be next week. That's basically what it's become, hasn't it? Yeah. It is- um, we have probably, honestly, we haven't really kept tabs on who we've predicted for the most part. We've probably also done a piss poor job at who we've predicted for these things, but it's really just like hopeful thinking. And you Noah know, was almost on it last week. Yeah, except for he picked the wrong horse. But he was right. between two. I was between two and the one... Yeah, I was right there. I was right mm-hmm. there. And this time, yeah. I'm a certain. Okay. And I've already said who it is. Yeah. It's Sebastian Vettel. Okay. okay. That's who you went with last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, yeah, but yes. but what but, I'm saying yeah. is I've already said it because I put him at P5. Okay. If he gets P5, how is he not my dark horse driver? That's like true. Like my Ricardo thing. Right yeah, when you yeah. forgot that he had won a different race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's see how did that pick go. Oh, uh, terribly. Well, Ricky, what do you th- how do you think it where went? Where was Ricky? <laughs> how do you think it went? It was which race was that? Was that Monaco? <laughs> it was Monaco. 
I was thinking Monaco, but it was Monza that he won. Uh, yeah. Last uh, year. And just for the record, because uh, I'm looking at it now, Ricardo like finished. He finished 13th. Yeah. In Monaco. Uh, not great. Not a great outing for him. Um, I know. But Paul. <laughs> we discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul, who is I your. Already, uh, we already we, did this. Why are you ripping, <laughs> opening up this wound again? I think you said it. Did I? I think oh, so. Well. Anyways, who's your dark horse driver this week? I'm going to go with, I know this is going to be a surprise, but it's his home track. So it's either Norris, Hamilton, or Russell. Okay. So I bet I can guess which one of those. If I'm guessing based on Paul's. Like no 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 sorry 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 we don't we don't know anything Paul who is it it's oh, Norris yeah. oh, oh wow <laughs> that's my hair just my mind being blown my hair blowing back just right that was if anyone wanted to know visually what was happening when yeah. I made that sound well uh, and also no I do want to point out actually Sebastian Vettel when he raced for Ferrari won uh, I'm sorry I'm looking at the wrong fucking thing I'm a big old idiot Sebastian Vettel yes, actually I'm in 2018 no I was right Sebastian Vettel in 2018 won at Silverstone so yeah. not that long ago. Um, man, who do I think? He's you know won what? that race a lot of times. You know what? What? I'm gonna go with Valtteri Bottas. He struggled a little bit as of late. Finished P8 in this race. Had a good race this race. But he's done well in the past. He's though, done well. Season. He's kind of off and on. But if Alfa Romeo can kind of get their consistency stuff down a little bit more, I think. Uh, I think it would have him as my uh, dark horse driver. Okay. I apologize to anybody like who had to just listen to that sound that came out of mouth. Um, but I like it. Yeah, I'm going to put Valtteri Botas as my uh, dark horse driver for this this up up and coming week. Uh, and uh, well, yeah, we'll just see who, who we should have some sort of. We should talk about this actually after we do it sometime. Yeah. I think this is the talk about where it went wrong or something we have like that. talked about it because it was so close with. Right. Yeah, because so. usually we say it and like usually I forget so by Tuesday. Who You're I right. Say it's it. and it's so wrong that it's not even worth bringing yeah. it up unless you're just ripping on Daniel Ricardo. Right. Yeah. Um. When do you get him on the podcast again? Sometime soon, yeah, probably. Maybe. Whenever he's I don't ready. know. Next time he does something, he's not in a good mood right now, so I don't want to ask. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and this week's stat of the week, I think we mentioned it a little bit before. Oh. <laughs> I like numbers. It is obviously that Fernando Alonso now has the longest Formula One career in history. That's our stat of the week. You've heard it three or four times in this episode, but it's just as true now as it was an hour ago. Yeah. Peppered it in. And he started on the front row as the oldest. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, Pretty fast for an old man. Yeah. Yeah, Paul, looks like... I still have... Looks like old dogs can still hunt, so don't give up hope. I'm not giving up hope yet. (laughs) Uh, But, uh... Yeah, well, I think that ends this. Uh, we'll get on out of here, and uh, we'll do another podcast after the Silverstone race. Uh, you can follow us on social media at F1Side-Pod on Twitter. Email us at F1SidePod at gmail.com. Leave us a review wherever you listen to this. No, what should they say about us? This week, uh, if you could just tell a quick story about how you ran into one of us at the grocery mm-hmm. store and how nice and cool and down to earth we were, something like that I feel like is really going to boost our numbers. So make sure you include that in our reviews. Even if you didn't, if someone asks me if you did, I will say yes, I ran into them and they were super mm-hmm. cool. So we can yeah. be a little bit symbiotic in that. You help me, I'll help you. Yeah. So uh, the next episode after Silverstone on July 4th, America's birthday or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But uh, this has been the F1 Side Pod. I've been Cody. And I'm Noah. And I'm Paul. See you guys later.